0: I'm gonna to try to cover. Uh, what was that? 10:35. You said something like that. 10:40, the the most. So I got like a half hour. Uh, so we're fasting. Hopefully you're able to. If not, you know, you do as much as you can. We're gonna be done in two more weeks. This is the first week. Uh, you know, if if you God gives you the strength and you have the faith to do it, do it. If uh, if you struggle with it, do as much as you can. Do it as it's between you and God. But, but it's a blessing to fast. And, uh, you know, this is a time where you, uh, you get spiritual food. And fasting, and, uh, you don't have to look up some scriptures. I'll just uh, uh, say them. First Peter 2 says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. Um, So, you know, the word of God is what feeds your spirit as you're fasting. John 6, uh, 51 through 59, Jesus is standing and saying, I am the bread that came from heaven. You know, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, I will raise you up in the last day. And everybody's freaking out, right? How are you going to eat Jesus? Uh, There's a scripture that says uh, in uh, Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste. So this is spiritual food, right? Uh, We eat Jesus in the spiritual. We drink his blood, you know, in the spiritual. I don't know if you're familiar with demonic activity, but they drink animals' blood. They get possessed by the demons. But we, in the spiritual realm, uh, eat of Jesus' flesh and drink of his blood, and this is all spiritual. I don't know if the right word is metaphor. I didn't go to college. I don't even know what metaphor means. Okay, so right now is the time that we should be eating uh, spiritual food. Another spiritual food is souls, people. You know, in in John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman is at the well. She's religious. You know, this is the well of Jacob. And uh, she's had five husbands. And I don't know who had the problem, the guy or her, but they seemed not to work it out. You know, five husbands, and she gave up and said to That one that she had wasn't the husband because what was the use of getting married if I'm going to get a divorce, right? Let's just give it a try, and maybe in 20 years we'll get married or something like that. But she's so religious, and Jesus comes to her and starts telling, talking to her. If you knew who you're talking to, I will give you water, and you will drink, and you will never thirst. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst. Then the disciples had gone shopping, and they got food. And then they say, "Uh, Rabbi, Eat. I have a food that you know not of. And then everybody, did somebody feed him already? He hasn't eaten. Somebody give food? He said, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. He didn't eat. Then the Samaritan woman, because he goes, go call your, uh, call your husband. I don't have a husband. I, and then he tells her, so go get your man. She goes, she's filled with the presence of God. She brings the whole city or the community. But she brings a lot of people. You can read it. It's in uh, John chapter 4. And then Jesus heals and sets free people and and people get saved. And that's spiritual food. So now that we're fasting, another spiritual food is one is you read the word of God. Pray. Get filled with the presence of God. Pray for souls. Talk to people. When you're fasting, God can move. You can talk to people. And that is uh, spiritual food. In Acts chapter 10. Uh, Peter is up on the roof by the beach in the house of a man called Simon. He's a tanner. He works with leather. And Peter's fasting. And he's on top of the roof praying and fasting. And he sees a vision from God of these, uh, uh, what they would call in the Jewish laws, unclean animals, reptiles, stuff that they don't eat, you know, like they don't eat pork and there's some other stuff. Um, Here in the New Testament, you could have carnitas. Don't worry about it. And uh, so these uh, animals come down, and hears a voice in this trance that he's in, and he says, kill and eat, Peter. Oh, Lord, no, no, no unclean thing has ever gone into my mouth. Like, you know, in my own words, interpreting what he's saying, I'm a Jewish guy. I kept the law of Moses. I've been walking straight, and I'm not going to break it by eating this food of the Gentiles. Oh, do not call and clean. Do not call common what I have cleaned. Then the Spirit tells him someone's at the at the door for you. He goes down there. The Holy Spirit guides him. He's go to uh, Cornelius's house. Cornelius has had a vision that that uh, Peter comes to them uh, to speak about the gospel. He goes into uh, Cornelius's house. This is a very first time a, a Jewish guy or in, uh, from Israel. Uh, It's going to walk into a Gentile's home because they don't do that either. They wouldn't walk into the home of pagans, you know. But God revealed his grace to a centurion, which is the guy in charge, I believe, of 100 guys, 100 soldiers. He's a warrior. He's a Roman soldier. Some of you guys get religious. Oh, you're not supposed to kill. Well, soldiers have God's blessing to shoot because they're soldiers. God put them there. That's what the Bible says anyway. Let's not debate that issue. So he's got a 100 soldiers, and he's a warrior, he's a Roman, and everybody hates him, but not God. He's praying, and, and God, and he gives offerings, and he gives big, big offerings because he's got some money. And uh, so the Lord grants him salvation. Peter comes and shows him, and he goes, wow, and explains him the vision. He starts speaking the word of God to them. The Holy Spirit just falls Uh Peter's not even finished preaching. I wish that would happen right now. Shut me up, Lord, and let the Holy Spirit just drop on us, fill us, revive us, resurrect us, in the spiritual realm, of course. And he understands that God said, do not call common what I have cleansed, That is no longer the old ways of, I'm not going to eat this, I'm not going to eat that, but, but it was spiritual food, you know. And uh, just talking about spiritual food, that's just an introduction before I go to my message. Souls are spiritual food. Uh, in uh, Revelations 3, 14 through 16, and it's vice versa, God says, you know, this is a spiritual food when we're fasting. It's people. It's God. It's his word. And also us, you know, we're God's taste, God's flavor. In uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse uh, 14 through 16, he says, I have something against you, that you're uh, not hot or cold, but you're lukewarm, and I'll spit you out. That's the word of God. Because God doesn't like uh, half-heartedness. He doesn't like when you in or out, a yes or no, should I, shouldn't I. It's like all in, and not all out, because if you have a cold drink, you want a cold drink. God likes if it's nice and cold. If it's nice and it's really hot, cold. You know the Bible. There's a proverb that says, "Good news is like a, a cold drink in the heat of the desert," and or you're hot. You know, if you, I hope you like your coffee hot, but. Uh, but, you know, it's so good to see a healthy church that has some flavor. Now, you know, a lot of people think if you're cold, it's oh, that, that guy is so cold, you know, he doesn't worship God. No, but you know what? God is okay with the cold. God is okay with the hot. He's not okay with the lukewarm. Well, that's what he says. I'm just bringing the message. Don't stone me. But check this out. Okay, if we have an usher that is tough, and I like those ushers, and somebody needs to get thrown out of the church, I like it when the usher says, you come here, I'm going to get you out, and if you don't step out, I'll grab you, throw you out, how's that? I like that. You know? You got a Christian cop that does to do what he does, you know? I like that. And people say, well, he's cold-blooded. That's what I mean by cold. I like the soldiers that are cold, but they love God. You know? And I like the hot ones that, Hallelujah! Oh, thank you. I like that too. It's on fire in the church. It's either hot or cold. I like them both. But no lukewarm. No in between. All right. That was the introduction to the message. Let's go to the message. Uh, I thought, you know, Pastor uh, Chris said, share something about fasting. That was about fasting. I have another message that I wanted to see as we come into the new year, 2017. You know, Jesus says, forget the former things. I'm going to make something new. Every new year we want to do something new, you know. A lot of people is like the number one, oh, I'm going to lose some weight. Ha, ha, we're fasting. Welcome to your goal. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. One of the things that I want to do is uh, um, be more committed to things. Put my whole heart into what I'm doing. Be more committed. Don't be, you know, half-hearted. Do not be double-minded. Just stick to what you're going to do and stick to it, and go straight, and don't turn back, and I also wanted to, uh, I've been, uh, you know, Sister Amy, I told her, hey, can I announce your book, she said, yeah, well, it's not a book, but it's, uh, what uh, her and Stephen are reading is the, the uh, Heavenly Man, I have it in Spanish, it's El Hombre Celestial. and, uh, you know, it was given to me by a sister, uh, Sandra Alvarado, and she said, uh, hey, I was reading this book, and I, I thought of you, and I started reading it, I felt like a uh, so insignificant. But what happens here is the book of Acts is lived out in not long ago. You know, 10 years ago maybe. It was lived out in China. Everything that happens in the book of Acts, you can find it in this book. I recommend it to you guys. Uh, Amy came in in the worship practice. She was fired up. She told us about it. I said, I got that book. But I was so lazy, I just probably started one page and left it. Now that I'm fasting, I'm making time to read because I'm not, you know, on the TV. I'm not uh, eating and cooking. I like all that stuff. I'm watching the news. I'm so addicted to the news. Uh, but uh, I recommend it to you guys. It will fire you up. You want to get some fire. You also want to get some faith. want to stop, you know, get it, take it to the next level. Don't be so religious, you know. This is not a funeral. This is the move of God. I recommend the book. The heavenly man, God bless you. All right, well, I'm going to read my scripture, and it's uh, found in Ezekiel chapter 1, and we'll take off from uh, verse 4. You can open up your iPhones or whatever you have, Uh, your Bible if you have one, but it's in Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 4. And this is a message that I've, uh, it's called the four traits, four characteristics. And it's, it's about what we can do this year, what, how we can move this year, 2017, in our churches, more than anything else, in the ministry. And I'll start reading for you guys. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like a glowing metal. And in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. It appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the face of a human being. And on the right side, each had the face of a lion. And on the left face of an ox, each also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. They each had two wings spreading out upward, each wing touching that of the creature on either side. And each had two other wings covering its body. Each one went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go. Without turning as they went, the appearance of the living creatures was like burning coals of fire or like torches. Fire moved back and forth among the creatures. It was bright and lightning flashed out of it. The creatures sped back and forth like flashes of lightning. So I want to bring down, bring this vision. You know, he's at the, at the river. Uh, Ezekiel's at the river uh, Kabar and he sees the heavens open and he's a prophet prophet Ezekiel and he sees this vision and he describes it and he sees it so we'll break down the what he saw here I wanted to bring it down a little bit more to our level and uh, let's see where's so the first face that he sees in this creature is the face of a human being. And I wanted to use that as uh, uh, us, but also as uh, the face of Jesus. There's four faces. There's going to be the face of a human being. I want to use that as the face of Jesus. Then there's the face of, an, uh, uh, of a lion. Then the face of an ox. And then the face of an eagle. And uh, uh, God uses uh, always animals. To explain things, you know, he calls us sheep because we're so naive, you know. We just follow every trend, right? I was, uh, you know, the I'm not into the media, social media, but I I'm a bully. I say, you know, why do people still do the duck lips? Isn't that like four years ago, you know? But everybody just, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher, you know, I seen her on the news. She passed away. She had a lot of those pictures with him. Well, ain't that kind of old? My daughter said, ah, oh, daddy, you don't know nothing. That's still, you know, in. And whatever is seen, people just follow. We're like sheep, you know. We just follow, you know. The trend, you know, the hair color. Everybody gets one side here. And everybody gets it, you know. It's like we're like sheep. And God says, you know, we're like sheep. We just, everybody just seems to go like sheep, you know. got. Then he's got the German shepherd guiding them because they don't, if nobody guides them, they don't know where to go. And then there's the wolf. You know, those are the wolf and Jesus said, beware of the wolves. They come in sheep's clothing in the church. Those are the people that just come to gain something in the church, you know. They come for a girl. said, I, you know, my grandpa did that. He stole my grandma out of the church. He was faking it. And then we became heathen, drug addicts. Like, oh, we don't believe in God because grandpa. But he went into a church, took my grandma. You know, she was in the choir, Christian church. said, oh, he's maybe he was handsome and tall and everything. Maybe he's there for me, you know. And my grandma says oh, he looks like a dog. And she ended up marrying him. Left the church, too, for, for uh, my grandpa. But uh, there's wolves. They come in sheep's clothing, you know. The guy uses the word wolf to compare. But today we're not going to use the wolf or the sheep. We'll use uh, the other one. So it, like the Samaritan woman, you know, she goes and invites everyone because she has Jesus. And this phase that I want to talk is I pray and I need work in that day. My wife can see Jesus in me. Then my kids can see Jesus on me. Can people at work can see Jesus in me. That's phase number one. Phase number two is the face of an ox. And uh, so this is what the spirit of God, when God fills us with the spirit, he gives us these traits, these characteristics, you know. Oh, actually, it was a face of a lion. The first face is the face of a lion. And what the lion represents is kingship. In the jungle... The lion walks, and all the animals are uh, afraid. In uh, Proverbs 30, 29, 30, says, There are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. So Jesus is called the Lion of Judah. You know, the lion, the just powerful lion. That's what they call Jesus. The devil is uh, an impersonator. First Peter five eight says, be sober, be vigilant, because the devil, your adversary, is looking to find who he can devour. He tries to play like Jesus all the time. You know, he wants to be a lion, but he ain't no lion. He's a fake. Jesus is the Lion of Judah. And so this characteristic of a lion is what the Holy Spirit gives us when we let him fill us. When you can be bold. And speak the word of God. And I'll read a little scripture for you guys to understand a little bit. And I'll read it for you out of uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 31. And uh, chapter 4, verse 39 says, Now the Lord, look, they're praying together. These are the disciples of Jesus. They're gathered together praying. And they say, Now, Lord, look at their threats. Because they're being persecuted. And grant to your servants that with all boldness. They may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy son, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaking. It shook like an earthquake. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. That's like a lion right there. With no shame, no fear. Oh, you you know what I'm talking about. All right? Let's go witness out there and see if you can tell people, hey, I want to tell you that God cares about you. How can you do that? How can you go to someone and say, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ died for you and he loves you, man. How? Get filled with the Holy Spirit. He'll give you that, that lion boldness. That comes from the spirit of God. Right now that you're fasting, empty yourself. Tell him to fill you. We need a pour out. You want revival. We want these gangsters to get saved. Oh, Chicago is the talk of the country, right? And we have the Chicago prayers. And I'm saying, what's going on? God's not hearing us. Do we need to bow down? Do we need to repent? Do we need to pray here? Do we need to get together and cry out? Do we need to shed a few tears? God's not hearing. Oh, what's going on? you all over. What do we need to do? So, This message has to do with the little 2017 uh, as we go into it. Maybe God will hear us and turn around Chicago, and it will be the talk of revival instead of the talk of murders and homicide. But it's up to us. I saw the speech of Obama. It's each and one of you. You're going to keep democracy. It's each citizen. Same deal. We want revival. It's in each and one of us. You don't let the big reverends with the big names go to these fancy prayers at, McCorm- at McCormick Place and do their awesome, stylish things. We're not looking for that. We're looking for people to get on their knees, repent, and, and, and seek God, and, and, and really see God. And don't wait to tell people pray. Everybody pray. Everybody cry out. Let's get a hold of God. Let's shake the heavens. Let's wake him up and say, God, I ain't going to let you go till you answer us. Touch Chicago. Touch my marriage. Touch my life. Break the bondages in me. Break the sinful addictions that are in me, God. This is a perfect time to get through that. We're fasting. This is when the bondages break. Amen, amen, amen. How many more minutes do I got? I'm probably using up all my time. Uh, So that was the face of a lion. The face of the ox. Ox represents might. The ox represents hard labor. We're going to go in our reach. Maybe three people show up. But get the spirit of God and maybe we all come together. Let's go for it. Let's pull this work. Let's pull like an ox. And the ox represents hard labor. And uh, I'll give you a scripture. Proverbs 14, 4, where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. It's like here. We want to see people. I can't wait till all it gets fixed and gets filled. I I pray, I believe. Pastor Chris, God bless you. May he bless this church with lots of people getting saved. And it's Proverbs, you know, without the strength of the ox, uh, Proverbs says it's empty. But from the strength of an ox come abundant harvest. You know, I was talking to a pastor. I helped him out at Pioneer Church, and, he, and I went to help him in the north side. We spent three years, and uh, he said, uh, uh, go, let's go outreach. Well, we try that. Mm. Let's go invite people. Give them an invitation. Let's talk to them. Let's pray for them. Well, we tried everything, his wife says, Let me tell you something. I was taught this. We go out and labor hard, and God sees the word hardworking people for his kingdom, and he'll give us a harvest. It doesn't have to be the people that we talk to. He will give us a harvest. God from heaven sees. Look at my people. Working, working, planting the seed, watering, working, praying for people. Look at them. Working, working. Here's a harvest for you. Bam. He likes that. He likes the hard working labor. God likes that. He don't like no lazy people. We go to work for God. Well, God bless you. Stone me at the end. And uh, that's what the ox represents. You know, the hard work. Uh, Jesus said in uh Luke 9, 62, no one who puts the hand on the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. It's like, you know, yeah, I want to serve. I want to give my life to Jesus. No. I want to get in this ministry. Nah. No. Will you lead a Bible study? Yes. Nah. No. Oh, you're not fit. Look straight. Look forward. These creatures were going straight where the God moved them, and they did not look back. The lion walked straight. He don't look back. This message also has to do with Go for it and just go for it. And after that, keep going for it. All right. So Jesus said, if you're going to plow, here's the ox, and you're making the line, don't look back because you got to keep a straight line. We're going to plant the seeds right there. That's the ox. Then after the ox was uh, the eagle. Thank you. That's my last one. I'm getting somewhere. The eagle. Now, these characteristics happen when we get filled with God, you know. And the eagle, they're awesome. Lately, the news had some, you know, nest, uh, hatching little eggs. Here in the uh, United States, we got the American bald eagle. It's beautiful. I saw one in uh, Yorkville, really close to. I was working by a creek and a river. I saw everything. I saw a red fox. I saw American bald eagle. I saw a coyote. I saw, you know, a bunch of uh, wild turkeys. I wanted to take one home and keep it for Thanksgiving, man. All over. Nobody wants them. They're nice and chunky. <laughs> hey, can I hunt one of those? Yeah. Nobody wants them around. They're all over people's yards. But the American Ball League was beautiful. And uh, God uses it a lot, a lot in the scripture. You know, when I first got saved, I was all messed up, right? Hanging around with the dope heads. And uh, I got saved and i was still hanging around. Sometimes they blow the smoke at me. You know, they'd be smoking drugs and blowing them at me and stuff. And those were my friends. And I'm riding my bicycle to church and there's a truck, you know. Big box, white, and it's got a sign on the back. If you want to fly like an eagle, don't hang around with turkeys. And it was like a heavenly message for me. I cut off my friends and started hanging around with the brothers in the church. Fly like an eagle. Like the Steve Miller band, right? Want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Party. Woo! No food, but spiritual part Party. Good Jews. <laughs> All right. So the ego. All right. So, you know, the ego has some uh, royal uh, characteristics, too. I was checking out that they're like a, a mom and a dad. They stick together. We need that, right, in our human nature. Mama, puppy stick together with your kids. And, uh. They hatch, and then the the papa eagle uh, hatches the egg, and mama goes to bring food, and then they take turns. Then the mama eagle hatches, and then the dad has to go get some food. Uh, It's pretty cool, and they stick together, and they raise their little eaglets. And uh, another thing of the eagle is that uh, it doesn't eat garbage. Uh, I am not throwing no little, you know, don't eat that junk food, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Chickens, you just throw them everything. They eat everything, right? Turkeys, too. Uh, But uh, eagles, they go and catch fish, a rabbit or something, you know. You guys think white meat is healthy, right? That's what the eagle eats, a lot of white meat. Sometimes uh, the muscle of the snake, catch a snake. Now, what animal goes after the snake and rips it, huh? The eagle. It's a characteristic of the Holy Spirit. Who can grab the devil, the old serpent, and chop it? Well, the Spirit of God can. So There's a similarity there. The eagle flies, can grab a snake. Everybody's, I run if I see a snake. You know what I'm saying? But not an eagle. Said, hey, I didn't catch a rabbit today. I think I'll settle for some white meat snake. Healthy meat, right? All right, so that's the eagle. And another trait of the eagle is that this is fasting. This is when you're supposed to renew yourself. In the fasting, you let go of that, what's holding you back. In the fasting, is you let go of what doesn't help you to press on and, and to prosper and to uh, grow in Christ and to grow in ministry and serving God. And I hope you want to do that. And this is the fasting does that. And the ego, it, it gets to, it, it, they say they live about 30 to 40 years. Uh, years of age which is a long time and then if they go through the rebirth the renewing of themselves they can make it to 70 years old so what they do is they're about in between 30 to 40 and and they feel like the feathers are too thick and they're uh, pressing to the chest and and their uh, uh, talents are not as good and flexible and the beak is dull and it doesn't rip the meat as good because they're getting old they take off to a high peak on a rock, and they do a little uh, sacrifice that I would compare to a fasting for us, is they grab the peak and they beat it on the rock till they can wear it way down. They get their talons and they rip them out and cut them out, and then they pull their feathers. Well, before the beak, they pull the feathers. They pull their feathers, feathers. then the beak goes. Now it needs new feathers. and needs new beak. and needs new talons. And then and according to what I was reading, they, they do a five-month deal to renew themselves. That's where you hear the scripture out of Isaiah chapter 40. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I'll read that for you in a minute. And the ego then comes back with the renewed strength, with higher heights, new feathers, new talents, new beak, ready to chop ready to work, and I pray that saw us after this fast, ready to to be renewed, to be restrengthened, to be, I will look for that scripture. Uh, it's in, uh, I guess I lost it. Oh, here, Isaiah 40. I'll read it to you. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. He gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary. And you and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This scripture comes from the story of the eagle, how it renews itself. And God put it in the prophet Isaiah there that that's how those that wait upon the Lord... And trust in the Lord will be like the eagles that renew their strength. And, you know, these traits were in the Samaritan woman. She went out to get the town. She had Jesus. She got the strength of the ox. And she had um, the boldness to tell everybody, hey, you know, this guy told me everything. I don't know if she used to hide herself before. You know how shameful it is to go through all those marriages and, like, five husbands and, and you know, what do people say about her? Back in those days, here, you know, we get a little bit of that, but not not as bad, you know. Oh, that girl's always got a different boyfriend. Your gossip goes around, right? Oh yeah, she's only been married like three times. Three times? Well, this one was married five times. Well, and then she just soared through the town like an eagle, man. It's beautiful. That was it. That's what happens. When we ask God to fill us with his spirit. Just fill us, God. I uh, know a couple of brothers, and, you know, we used to mention this story. Pastor Chris has mentioned it a lot. Uh, This church used to have a revival uh, years ago. Uh, There's a pastor, Tony. There's a worship leader, Roger. You guys know Roger, right? Uh, Aldo knows Roger uh, from, you know, the clinic. He got saved here. There was a revival. There was a spirit of God filled in this place. Now, it wasn't a religious uh, thing. Excuse my language here. It, w- it was a, a revival. It was, uh, as a matter of fact, I think they had asked that pastor to leave uh, because of the move of God or something. It happens, right? It's like uh, there was this preacher, I think it was Wesley, said, uh, hey, uh, I've been praying for your church, and i like to pr- preach in your church. And he said, well, let me take a vote. Ah, he's too loud. He's too crazy. He gets all whacked out up there on fire. One time they asked him, hey, how do you get so many people to come and hear you preach? He said, I set myself on fire, and people come watch me burn. He was on fire for God. He led thousands to Jesus. But he he says, well, the church voted no because he's a disruptor, right? He said, well, I've been praying for your church for 20 years. I've been praying to Jesus about your church. And he told me that you haven't let him in in 20 years. He closed the door on God because he's too radical. God's too radical. We want our God. We want to shape our God. God, I want you to be the way I want you to be. Okay? You listen to me. Sit there. That's the kind of God we want. I'm really going to get stoned All right, back to normal, back to normal. I'm going to close now, and I forgot where I was. Uh, So Tony, that's where I was, God's Savior, he told me I was a teenager, like 16, I believe. Pastor Tony, he's on fire for God. He said, I walked into that church, and I started crying. The presence of God was here so strong that when you're in front of God, your sins just, they just jump in front of you, man. When you're in the presence of God, you just just feel like, no, I'm a wicked sinner. You read it throughout the Bible and it happens nowadays. The presence of God fills this place. People are gonna repent of their sins. And then Roger got saved. And there's another politician that works for the he's out there, I forgot his name, he's a big shot in the trying to go up in the government scales. He got savior. There's a lot of good fruit that came out of the revival, out of this place. And all because this place was being filled with the spirit of God. And everything that I said was about being, having God visit us, having God fill our lives, having God revive us, having God give us some fire. And that's it. We're going to close. Uh, i like to invite anyone, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you know, people give their life to Christ. I came broken to Jesus. I gave my life to God crying. I want to ask you, if you're here and you haven't given your life to God, if you haven't said, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior. I want you to raise your hand if you're here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Amen, my brother. God bless you, brother. God bless you. And Anyone else? You want to dedicate your life to you. This is the beginning of the year. This is the best time to spend this year walking with the Lord. Anyone else that want to. You're sitting here and you say, yeah, I haven't really surrendered my life to the Lord. But I want him to. Bible says, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. I could never thank him enough, man, for what he's done in my life. What he's still doing. What he's patient with me and his mercy and his picking me up every time I fell. Anyone else? That's it. I uh, "You want to come? We we'll pray with you, my brother Mike. You want to come? I'll pray with you. want we'll to do a prayer. We'll pray with you to uh, receive Christ. Praise God! Thank you, Jesus. God yeah. bless uh, you, my brother. God bless a good You want to pray with them, Pastor Yeah. Thank you. Also, you know what we pray for, our brother Mike. Uh, I wanna I want to make a time before we leave. Uh, if, if the worship team could come forward and help us out, and in, in, uh, let's pray. I won't ask you to come to the front because I, I haven't seen a lot of results in that, which would be cool to fill this place on our knees. But I tell you what, why don't you pray where you're at? If you want to kneel, if you want to stand, if you want to, let's all pray. Let's all ask God. If you feel this message, God has put something in your heart about praying for His spirit, for serving, for making a whole heart decision. For going straight forward with God. Just pray. Let's spend a little time in prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you. And if you want to come to the front to pray, you're more than welcome. You can kneel here, you can see God. God is in the business of touching lives. It's not about me or anybody else here, it's about God coming into our lives. If you want to come to the front, you can kneel down. You can do business with God. He'll touch you, feel, feel you. God heals too. It's good news. God can heal. There's nothing impossible for God. Let's put it that way. Nothing. He created us. He can do anything in our bodies. If you want to come, you're welcome.
1: Thank you that we uh, can come to you and we can seek you and that you answer. God, we pray that as we are fasting and as we are seeking you more intentionally, that you would uh, give us the the face of Jesus, that people would see you in us, God. And we pray you would give us the boldness like the lion, to live boldly for you and to share you, to not fear, but to uh, bring the good news to people who need you, to live for you, to serve you. God, we pray that, like the ox, you would give us uh, a hard work ethic, a harvest is work, uh, bringing about peace in a broken city and work. Uh, God, we pray that you would uh, give us not just uh, not just boldness interiorly, but that, God, you give us that strength of the ox to actually do the work and to pull hard. God, we pray that like the eagle, we be renewed, God, and made new as we seek you in fasting. We pray for the things that you will do through this time, and from here forward, God, we love you, and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't we stand up together, and we will finish together in worship. Then don't uh, don't head out too quickly. Head on to the basement. We have, uh, we have coffee. We have bread. I don't know what else we have. We have stuff down there. So head on down to the basement, and we will see you there. May God bless you. Uh, Tonight, uh, come on out. It will be a lot of fun to get together and pray with brothers and sisters from all over. uh, 6 o'clock at Progressive Baptist Church. You have the little bulletin there. and. Oh, yeah, good question. Uh, we're just trying to go look for each other, and then we'll find each other there. There will be a bunch of people there. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking, if you're wandering around, if you have my number, you can text me and say, where are you? And I'll, uh, we'll try to find each other there. But, um, but yeah, it should be great to get together with a lot of other people from all, all of our new life and all sorts of different churches. So uh, we'll find each other there. Come early. That will make it easier. <laughs> all right. May God bless you, and we will see you. If not tonight, we'll see you next week.